Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast. I'm Andrew McKenna. Well, what a match that was at Headingley between Sri Lanka and England. Sri Lanka won the toss and chose to bat. They just about got to 232, which looked an easily achievable run chase for England. But it went badly wrong. Man of the match, Lasith Malinga, disturbed the batting lineup from the start, resulting in England being all out for 212, losing by 20 runs despite the attempted heroics of Ben Stokes. Well, welcome along to the following on podcast. I'm Andrew McKenna. Once again, alongside me, former England fast bowler Steve Harmison. Harmy, I, I don't really know where to start. I just didn't see that coming at all. We spoke yesterday and said this should be straightforward for England. And when you offer them 233 to win a World Cup game in 50 overs, um, they'd have bitten your hands off. What on earth happened there? Well, I think you start and finish with the batting, um, which was which was relatively well. It wasn't relatively poor. It was it was poor uh, decision making, shot selection. Uh, playing against a ball, a, a bowler that we all, that they would have talked about. And what I mean by that, you go to a team meeting the day before, and the first person you'll talk about, or probably the only person you talk about in this Sri Lankan uh, lineup, will be Malinga. And his ability to bowl from middle stump to middle stump is something that you've got to watch for, especially in the middle of the innings, not so much at the, at the start of the innings, because obviously with a new ball, um, he bowls a little bit wider, but the where he bowls he's, he's been around for a long time and England should have known so that's one thing I didn't think England picked up on um, the other thing is to get enough of a good start when, you, when you're when chasing 2-3-2 two, two, probably 35-40 runs short probably 260-270 was a good score on that pitch yeah, you've got to get off to a good start. It's not a start where you think, right, I've got to go crash, bang, wallop. I can get in here. I can spend some time in the middle. Uh, and England didn't did that, didn't do that. You know, Besto was mightily unlucky to get that just little clipping on the stump, top of the leg stump. But Vince is possibly playing himself out of the ashes. Um, the way he got dismissed again, exactly the same way as he gets dismissed the majority of the time in international cricket. And from there, it, it, it didn't really get much better. Root looked good. Stokes was magnificent. Um, and I'm not laying the blame solely at Moen Ali because somebody needed to stay with Ben Stokes. But 
when you've played 101 day internationals and you, your shot selection over the course of the two balls he played, he hit a good slog sweep for six. Then to run down the wicket the next ball and get caught on a boundary um, is just mind-boggling. There was a weird symmetry between it. The start of the Sri Lankan innings, they lost two uh, early wickets mm. and then had a rebuilding uh, phase. By the way, where has Avishka Fernando been throughout this tournament so far? What an innings from him, 49 mm, very good. from uh, 39 balls. England, when they start, Bairstow goes second ball of the innings. James Vince, as you say, uh, goes for 14, 26 for two. But then the rebuilding. And um, Owen Morgan uh, was out with the score 73 for three. So they were 73 for two and therefore going along quite nicely. OK, they lose a couple more, but they're still 170 for five. Um, and, and this is kind of what happened with Sri Lanka as well. They got themselves to, what, 190 for five. And then they collapsed in a heap uh, at the end. Was it the fact that you never really felt in on this pitch that maybe got into their minds too much? Um, a little bit, but I think there's a there's there's something. When you talk about similarities, there's something similar to what happened in Cardiff. And I'm trying to work out whether it's just England had a bad day. Do you go back to the Cardiff performance and look at the surface that they played two years ago on when England keeps saying, we've learned, we've learned, we've learned, and clearly they haven't. Did it come down to a little bit of confidence, a little bit of pressure? Yeah, England caught under the pump and touch. I think that is something I'd be worried about if it was that was the case, that they did get caught under the pump and really sort of found the pressure around Stokes and didn't believe that they could get themselves by hook or by crook over the line. They're, they're, they're things that would worry me. When we when we lost against Pakistan, I just went, that's... It was a, not only was it just a bad day, it was a bad fielding performance. Batting and bowling, we weren't too bad. Poor fielding, we lost by, what was it, 12 runs. We lost that in the field because we give sloppy runs away. This one was a bit different. This one, we have lost like this before and we've lost a couple of times like this before in recent past. So there is a, a similarity there and a worry there that when you come up against England now on a wicket which just sits in a little bit, you know, you get a score on the board and put England under pressure and try and squeeze them because the bottle goes a little bit and I think that is what is happening and that's what potentially could be going word round the world game when when it comes tough and when the wicket is not coming onto the bat and it's not as easy to score, you know, if you get a half-decent score on the board, you can put England under pressure. So, uh, a frustrating day for the England team. Let's hear from skipper Owen Morgan speaking with Sky Sports. Probably more so with the bat than with the ball. I thought we were really good with the ball, adapted to conditions, um, held to Sri Lanka to a chaseable total. Uh, I think we probably had fault with lack of substantial partnerships in order to chase down a total like that. A couple of individual performances that nearly got us over the line, but it wasn't good enough. It's a result completely against the run of form. Has it shocked the dressing room? Um, it's, it's probably just more frustrating. Uh, we are going to lose games throughout this tournament. Every game is an extremely tough game, a one-off game. We spoke about that, and it's about fronting up for the next game, learning as much as we can about today and bouncing back well on Tuesday. How tough was it to adapt to conditions? Did you fall down on that front? Probably, I think both both sides uh, sort of adapted as well as they could to conditions. Um, both sides probably found it challenging and uh, to get a, fl a bit of flow with the bat and more of a bowler's day. I think there will be more of those throughout the tournament, so we'll need to be better at, at ad adapting. What's been your message to the dressing room just now then? No, it's, a, it's been quite brief. Uh, it's a tournament where you have to dust yourselves off quite quickly and turn things around. Naturally, as a team, we, we tend to come back quite, a, quite aggressively, but that's our strong point, so hopefully we'll look at it on Tuesday. 
you regard this as a serious blow to semi-final chances? No, not at all. Um, this is a long, long tournament in which there are huge opportunities in, in every game. Like I mentioned, every game is a tough game. Um, we have three more then. And Australia next, that's going to be tough. Yeah, of course. It's always a, a fixture which you know you, you look first at on the, the World Cup fixture list when uh, you look at the fixtures. Uh, it's always very exciting. Playing them at the home of cricket as well it makes it that much more satisfying. Well, Harmi, we've got to look at this in terms of going forward from, uh, for England from this one because uh, now they face Australia, India and New Zealand at Lords, Birmingham and Durham, uh, respectively. Uh, as you mentioned, other teams will look at this and maybe sense a little bit of a weakness because did England think going out trying to score 2-3-3 three, 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 the job was already done? Is there any, any element of that, that that maybe they just thought, well, this is too easy, we can, we can do this easy? I mean, when they uh, played the West Indies recently, a uh, target of 213 for victory, they're not that off one ball into the 34th over. I probably fell into the trap in the reports into to talk sport today. I said, well, they'll probably do this with eight or nine overs to spare. Maybe I was guilty of it. Could the team have been guilty of that? Quite possibly, but in that, like I said before, you get off to a good start. It's important. It's imperative you get off to a good start. You demoralise the opposition. You don't give them a sniff. You don't give them a chance. And the person you don't give them a chance to is somewhere like Lassif Malinga, who's took you know, wickets all his career. He's played in every World Cup since 2007. Very, very experienced on his last legs, but still a champion performer when... You know, he's got his, when he's got his tail up. And in that game against the West Indies, yes, there was no Jason Roy. Root, Besto come out and hit 45 or 46 balls. Root came off and got a, a hundred not out, you know, and less than a run and ball. Didn't give the West Indies any sniff whatsoever in the first 10 overs. All of a sudden, now, England are go out chasing 2-3-2. I think it was the second, uh, it, was the, it was the lowest total getting to 10 overs. Um, that they have, they've had since the World Cup uh, in England. So since 2015, it was the lowest total. And I think it was the second lowest total they've had uh, all around the world since the, the, the 2015 World Cup. And, then, um, and that was, I think, that was 33 for five against Australia and Adelaide. So that tells you, possibly, they were nervous. They've gone out there. They haven't really, they haven't really thought about the end game, which is, right, if we can get off to a good start, demoralise them, get through 10, get through 15... You know, we've got loads of runs. We've got loads of time in the bank, but this modern way of England thinking, right? We've got to go hard at the ball. Doesn't always work, especially when you play one on the surface that you've you've got that we had at Headingley today, and two playing against a side who have got performers who on their day just can pull things out of a hat, i.e. Lassif Malinga, and a combination of all that. Yeah, you're probably right. They were a bit nervous at the start, but they give, they kept giving Sri Lanka a chance to get in the game, kept giving them a chance, kept giving them a chance, and that you can't do when you've when you're chasing low totals. Big partnership, 70, 80 games done, done and dusted, as Bumble would say. Start the car and off you go on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, at the start of the England reply, the win predictor gave Sri Lanka a 4% chance of winning that game. They saw it through, and as you might imagine, skipper Dimuth Karuna Ratne, full of praise for his side when he spoke with Sky Sports afterwards. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, it was a close one. You know, we were, you know, some, sometimes we were under pressure, we were dominating sometimes. <clears throat> but I think on the, uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it was a teamwork. I think uh, batters and bowlers, they did really good work. 
What was your own assessment of your batting performance, 232? I think uh, this wicket, we thought, uh, you know, it's, it looked like a 300, but I think when we're playing, it's, it's slow and coming, it's slow and slow. I think uh, we, we thought, you know, we can't get a 300 runs in, uh, so we want to do uh, get a 250, 275. Unfortunately, we lose some wickets, but I think Angelo, Angelo batted really well and take the responsibility, and he batted really well. And, uh, and uh, I think if, if we have uh, some uh, some score on the board, I think uh, the bowlers they they they, they know they, but they what to do in these wickets. So I think they did a really well job. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Harmi, we heard from the uh, Sri Lankan skipper there. It's important that, you know, while we're looking at the negative side of it from England, what a massive positive from Sri Lanka. First of all, they'd only played one game in the previous 16 days due to the weather. And, and when they started slowly, you thought, well, you know, this might just be everything catching up with them. But the way they kept in, the way they fought, I mean, four for 43 for Malinga takes him to 51 wickets in World Cups. Uh, Dananjaya de Silva, three for 32 as well. And Udana with his two for 41. They dogged it out. They did. They, they, they did dog it out. And we have been negative towards England. And I've got to give credit to Sri Lanka. They were given the chances by England, but they took them. They took their chances. They fielded quite well. They took the catches. There was only one or two half chances that went down. But they give Malinga a, a chance to perform on the, on the world stage, which he's been doing, like I said before, since 2007 World Cup. But... I'm really pleased for, for, for Sri Lanka and John Lewis, my old mate, my old teammate, batting coach there, celebrating on the balcony. And they deserve all the credit that the management staff and the Sri Lankan side because leading into this tournament, the, off the field have been a shambles. And I mean an absolute shambles. I think I read since 2015, they've used some, something like 47 players since two, 47 different players where England have used 25. 
And I think out of that 47 players, I think over 20 of them have played less than 10 one-day internationals. So the revolving door of people coming in and out, getting a settled side, and even before this tournament, the changing of the board and all the stuff that's going on, while they're going to come and play, there was a lot of talk about the disarray of what Sri Lanka have. They've come and beat England. They've come and beat England. So we can talk how negatively England England were in performance. Give credit to Sri Lanka because all that adversity, I thought they were magnificent. Matthews, I thought at half-time, I thought, ooh, that's a bit of a selfish innings. I really did. I'll be brutally honest. I thought, he's played for himself here. Uh, he's, there's a lot going on off the field. He's looked after number one here. But he actually, when he, when you look at it and look at the pitch, I think there's an apology humble pie he needs to take him because actually he played brilliantly because he identified 250, 260 were in the game here and were bowlers like Malinga, um, like um, De Silva. Um, they've got a chance and boy did they take that chance. So what does this mean for the game against Australia at Lords from an England point then, uh, Harmy? Next game is on Tuesday. Uh, Owen Morgan uh, said in the post-match press conference he doesn't know yet whether Jason Roy will be available uh, for the game. How fit does Jason Roy have to be for him to be considered? Because James Vince, as you said, might have played himself out of the ashes, might have played himself out of the, the World Cup team as well, because you know, we've, we've said he's got a couple of games here to really make a case that he should be there or thereabouts. Well, unfortunately, he got 26 against Afghanistan, 14 against uh, Sri Lanka, yeah, unfortunately for him, it's already going around social media. He's played two typical James Vince innings in an England shirt. Yeah, he has. And that's the worry for me that the way James Vince got out in this game, it was a typical James Vince dismissal. And that it concerns me. You mentioned how fit does Jason Roy need to be. For me, he needs to be fully fit for the game he comes back in. Any risk on Jason Roy now would have to be the New Zealand game, if we need to win, which is the last game, or the semi-final. I don't take a risk with Jason Roy between now and then. But the simple fact is, if it's going to go, I want to I want to make sure it goes in a meaningful game. I don't think we're that we're that we're meaningful yet, just yet. One more win gets us fourth place. I think guaranteed, more or less guaranteed fourth place uh, into a semi-final spot. I think two wins gets us a, a second or again second or third. If we win all three, we'll finish, we possibly could finish top. I don't think we can win all three with the games that we've got coming thick and fast. But if we win, if we win one, we're fourth, two or three, second or third, it's the same. It's your same spot. You play each other at the same venue. So that doesn't really tell me I want to take a risk on Jason Roy just yet. How do I get? something different do you hit the panic button do you go Joe Root who played against the West Indies opened the baton and try and bring somebody in in the middle and, you know, and, and, and shake it up that way maybe give Mo and Ali a little bit of responsibility even though he's batting poorly at this minute in time and move everybody up one and bring the, another bowler in that doesn't work for me you have to back James Vince you have to say to him look you know, you've got to go out there and somehow get yourself in a position mentally to score runs because at this minute in time he just seems to be getting to the same point at the same time and getting out the same way and that is the frustrating thing not only for probably for James but for the the team around him and England supporters I just don't know where England can go here you've got to stick with Vince can't see the point of bringing Roy back too early because if he goes and England lose out 
semi-final, potential semi-final, potential final, losing Jason Roy. I think you, then England, I don't think England can win the World Cup. Yes, I think you're probably right there, Harmy. Right, let's look at the, some of the other stories going around the tournament. TalkSport 2's Scott Taylor has his eye over those. Thanks very much, Macca. Hi, I'm Scott Taylor. And away from England against Sri Lanka, here's what else is happening at the Cricket World Cup. Australia temporarily moved back to the top of the group stage table with a 48-run victory over Bangladesh at Trent Bridge on Thursday. David Warner top stored with 166, his second consecutive ODI 100 and the highest total of the World Cup so far. The records continued to tumble as he moved level with Australian great Adam Gilchrist and although Warner recognises the achievement, he just wants to knuckle down and continue his fine run of form. To be along the lines and being the same sense as Adam Gilchrist is, is fantastic and it's overwhelming. Um, you know, he's a bit, bit more of a, a dasher than what I am at the top of the order, but uh, you know, he obviously holds his own you know, with the gloves and, and with the bat, but for me it's just about to go out there and give my best. Bangladesh's semi-final hopes are all but over after that defeat. They're now two points off India in fourth, but have played two games more. And captain Mishravi Mortaza says his side have to remain positive and the rest will take care of itself. We have still three matches left. We have to play hard and and, and uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, uh, it's going to be difficult for sure, uh, even if we, if we can able to win all those three matches. Looking ahead to Saturday's action now in India are looking to continue their unbeaten start to the tournament when they face bottom side Afghanistan at the Hampshire Bowl. India have won four of their first five matches so far, but all-rounder Vijay Shankar says they want to improve with every game. We'd always look to get better even when we get to practice session. That is what, that is the only motive that we'll have. Uh, we'll just look to get better. So it doesn't matter against, against whom we are playing. It is just about how we play against uh, each and every individual. It should be the same. It'll be fascinating to see how Afghanistan spinner Rashid Khan performs in this game. He had a poor showing against England on Tuesday, recording figures of 0 for 110 in just nine overs, but Shankar is still well aware of Rashid's talents. He's definitely uh, one of the best bowlers right now in limited overs and uh, he has done well. Definitely he's a good bowler, so uh, anyone can go for runs any day. He also has the support of his captain, Gubadin Naib, who's expecting him to come back in style at the Hampshire Bowl. Rashid Khan is not an easy bowler, but Rashid, uh, one of, I think he's one of the, one of the strongest mind player now so he learned everything very quickly so he learned also with mistakes so this is a good thing of Rashid. Well another team looking to maintain their unbeaten start to the tournament are New Zealand. They face the West Indies in a day nighter at Old Trafford on Saturday. It'll be a first trip to Manchester for the Kiwis in this World Cup and seamer Matt Henry is looking forward to the test. Every game's an important game in a World Cup, I think, um, especially with the format the way it is. I think um, it's going to be a good challenge and it's a new venue as well. We go to Manchester and it's going to be uh, another great contest. West Indies is a very dangerous side, so obviously giving that respect, but we're looking forward to the challenge. The West Indies have struggled in this World Cup so far, having won just one of their opening five matches. But captain Jason Holder believes they can still qualify for the semi-finals despite already being four points adrift. I think we're still in with a possible chance of qualifying for the semi-finals, you know, but we've just got to take it game by game. Um, this encounter against New Zealand is very, very important. 
we all know what's at stake and, you know, we've just got to come and bring out your game. You know, it's as simple as that. And finally, away from the pitch, South Africa head coach Otis Gibson has refused to comment on his future after the Proteas' disappointing showing at this summer's World Cup. South Africa have won just one of their opening six matches, but Gibson, whose current deal runs out in September, is only focusing on finishing the World Cup on a high. We've still got some more games to play first, and then um, I've got a contract that runs to September, so then we'll see what happens after that, you know. But we still, um, we still have three more games to play, um, and I'd like to think that we can at least play the way that we know we can play. We haven't played that way yet for whatever reason, um, but I'd like to think that we can still do that. So will India and New Zealand maintain their unbeaten starts to the Cricket World Cup? Be sure to listen to Saturday's following on podcast where they react to those games and look ahead to Pakistan against South Africa on Sunday. Well, Harmi, just finally, let's uh, look ahead to tomorrow's match, uh, India against Afghanistan. Unfortunately, Afghanistan have have found it tough going so far, played five, lost five. Um, Do you give them any hope of uh, uh, getting their first win against India in this tournament? No, not really. Um, I don't see how they they can win a game. I think they can be more competitive than what they were against England. But Look, whether they win, whether they lose, whether they, they put up a good fight, whether they get hammered, I think it's just great to see Afghanistan progressing and getting better because then we've got another test, test playing nation in the big pool of pool upon that's going to go. And what an occasion it will be for the Afghan players, their supporters to play against you know, the mighty India, you know, the, the, the big names like Virat Kohli. Um, and Rashid Khan, I would imagine, will be looking to put a few things right that went horribly wrong against England and show that he is a, a top bowler in world cricket. And I'm sure he's relishing the chance to go up against a, another big side. But for Afghanistan, I think it's a, quite a tall order for them to get anything out of the game. Harmi, thank you very much for your time. As always, that is it from this episode of Following On. Be sure to subscribe to make sure you never miss an edition of it. Join us tomorrow following the double matches. Of course, India facing Afghanistan and the West Indies take on New Zealand as well. We'll round up all of the news from then and we'll speak to you then. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparcel Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparcel Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.